Working knowledge on deck. Everything you need to know, it's on check. Say yes. Based in Georgia, and we hoping that you tune in. Learn together, we can do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cozy Bear Farms podcast. I'm your host, Dejan Yerby, coming to you straight out of Athens, Georgia. Hope everybody's doing all right. Today's episode, we are going to be talking more about how to be successful at a farmer's market. So there's a few key factors that I take into account to be successful at a farmer's market and only have five keys for you guys. So this is not going to be a super long drawn out podcast, but to be successful at a pot, to be successful at a farmer's market, there are really five things you need to focus on. And so let's go over to each one right now. First thing is your appearance. So when you're at the farmer's market, you want to dress like your own brand or like this is a business. So most times if you see me at the farmer's market, I'm going to be wearing my Cozy Bear Market Garden hat with a black tank top or a black t-shirt. So that's kind of like my uniform for my farm at my market table. Some people, they wear like their farm logo on a shirt or they have it on their hat like I do and they wear a basic colored shirt. Or some people, they will go out and they'll get aprons and put the logo on the apron and everybody that's working at that table will just wear an apron with the logo of the farm on it so that it shows that everybody works there. It makes you look more presentable and more professional. So that's why your appearance is very important when you go to a farmer's market because people are gonna see you first and they're gonna wanna be able to say, hey, I trust to buy vegetables from that person. So big key is your appearance. The second key is the market stand. There's a couple of different ways that you can do your market stand. And there's two main things that I use when trying to do my farm stand. So I use two methods. One method is the pilot high, watch it fly. And the second method is the abundance trick. So with pilot high, watch it fly, you're basically stacking your produce up on a single table to make it look like you have an abundance of stuff at your table. Because when people see an abundance of stuff, they will come to your table because they're thinking, hey, that person is really, really good at growing. Look at my stuff he had. Look how much stuff he has. So I combine those two methods. Now, you can either do one method of the pilot, how I watch it fly, and just organize your stuff so that it's stacked up neatly so that everybody can see it. Or you can just do the abundance trick where you put every single thing that you have that you brought to the market on that table. I like to combine the two. I like to pile it high and I also like to just pack the table with everything that I brought to the farmer's market so that it looks like I have an abundance of stuff. So every single thing that I brought, I will put on that table. But you got to make sure that your stand looks neat, professional, get good tablecloths, get good display cases. Do what you got to do to make your table look presentable and professional so that people will say, hey, This farm knows what they're doing. Let's go over there and buy their produce. Second key, not second key, third key, best selection. You need to grab the best stuff that you have at your farm to bring to the farmer's market. So for example, if you have kale, bring the best kale that you have to the farmer's market. Leave all the kales with holes and damaged leaves at your farm. Bring the kale that looks the best. 
is the survival of the fittest is the best of the best that's going to come to the farmer's market. When you do that, it does make it look like your farm is super professional and that you have really, really good, nice looking stuff. A lot of people will appreciate that and it will go a long way, especially when people come up to your table and they say, oh, your stuff looks so beautiful. That's because I brought the best of the best that my farm has to offer to the farmer's market. All right, key number four, engagement. You need to make sure that you're standing the whole entire time at the farmer's market and you're putting a smile on your face. You need to make sure that you're saying hello to everybody and you need to make connections with each person that comes up to your table because you don't know that person might come back again next week to buy from you again. There's just a couple of things that you need to do. You need to engage with your customers. Do not do the thing that most of us do where we sit down in our chairs and we only stand up when people come to our table. If you do that, it's going to make it seem like you're not interested in the people and you're only interested in them because they came to your table. You need to stay standing the whole entire time. But if it's a duo, one person needs to be standing and one person can sit and then you guys can switch back and forth. But if you're just soloing, doing farmer's market like I do, Build up them leg muscles because you're going to be standing the whole entire market and you're going to be smiling a lot. So make sure you work on your smile muscles too. Fifth key, most important key, you need to have a card reader. Everybody's not doing paper cash anymore. Most people have cards or they're paying through some type of app. So you need to make sure that you have a card reader. I use Square. I love using Square. I like swiping people's cards. I have the Square Reader where they want to just tap their phone on this device. It'll pay through that way too. Um, Also, if you don't want to use Square, use PayPal, Venmo, Cash App. Some banks have their own kind of car reading processor, but you definitely need to have a car reader or you need to have some type of electronic payment so so that the people can come in. If they don't have cash, they can pay you with a card or pay you electronically. Some farmers markets do the whole token thing, but not every single one. So if you have a card reader, that will help you out tremendously. So those are the five keys that I suggested you use to be successful at a farmers market. One is your appearance. Two is the stand. Three is grab the best stuff that you have that your farm has to offer. Four is your engagement with the people at the farmers market. And five, make sure you have a card reader. Again, we're in 2021 and everybody's not really doing the whole paper casting anymore. I make more car sales than I do paper sales. All right. Now, with that done, let's move over to the as cozy portion of the show. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Recipe for Press. If your company wants to engage today's influencers and inspire them to write about you, then you need Recipe for Press. Athens-based communication advisor and author Amy Fleury helps entrepreneurs across the country demystify the process of pitching their story and creating a buzz. Her book, Recipe for Press, is the DIY PR guide to being your own publicist and it's truly empowered me and so many other local companies to get their customer base by sharing their stories. Listeners today get a 20% discount with the code COZY when they order Amy's book or any of her products in recipe for press store found on www.amyflurry.com. Again, that's a 20% discount with the code COZY 
when you order Amy's book or any of her products in Recipe for Press store found on www.amyflurry.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Heart Song Herbs. Heart Song Herbs is a farm and apothecary based in Athens, Georgia. They are proudly part of a growing movement of regenerative agriculture farming that prioritizes soil health to grow beyond organic. Founder Dana Nevins produces herbal tinctures and beauty care products with the vigor and potency of plants found as they grow in the wild right outside of her door. This high quality herbal medicine is available in two ounce formulas that aid in everything from immune support to anxiety relief. Find Hearts on Herbs at various Athens retailers or online at www.heartsongherbs.com. That is www.heartsongherbs.com. All right, so every Sunday we leave up a post where you guys can ask any and all questions about agriculture for me to answer on the show on Tuesday, or you can DM me on Instagram. And again, that Instagram is Cozy Bear Market Garden. Super simple email. Super simple Instagram. First question: What's your favorite tool for productivity on your farm? My favorite tool is this auger kind of device that I can actually attach to my power drill. And it allows me to drill holes into the soil. Now, if you're in an area like me where it's usually hot through majority of the year, you're going to be planting a lot more fruit type vegetables. So if you're also like me, you're going to leave your fruit type vegetables like your tomatoes, your squash, your okra in your greenhouse as long as possible so that when you take it outside, it gets as big as possible when you plant it in the ground. So since you have these gigantic transplants, you need some holes to put them in. Now you could go out there with your little shovel and dig the hole, but I really am a big component of time management and that drill helps me drill everything, put everything in the ground, bury it, water it in, go on with my day so that my time is used efficiently. So that's my favorite tool for productivity on my farm because I use that thing all the time, especially since I grow a lot of squash because it seems like every three weeks I'm planting squash now. Second question, what's your feelings on plastic and landscape fabric leaching chemicals into the plants and how those products does decrease worm activity in the soil or does it even matter? I have no problem with landscape fabric and I have no problem with the plastic culture, which is pretty much plastic. Um, There is some types of landscape fabric that has chemicals in it used to kill the weeds in the ground. So if you're a produce farmer, I would not buy that landscape fabric. A lot of people um, buy that by mistake. So make sure you're looking at the landscape fabric that you're using. Also, if you're using landscape fabric, you need to make sure that um, if you're using landscape fabric to suppress weeds from your crops. So, for example, some people will put the landscape fabric over their beds, burn holes in it and then plant their crops into the holes. If you're going to do that method, you have to use drip tape. And if you're going to use drip tape, you need to make sure there's no leaks in your drip tape because there's leaks in your drip tape is 
a bunch of water is going to shoot out and it's going to cause mold and a fungus up under the landscape fabric and it's going to give you more headaches in the future. Um, if you're like me though, at my place, I put the landscape fabric in the aisles cause I want to see the soil in my beds. I want to make sure everything looks fine. And I just like seeing the dirt, but I do hate weeding and I especially hate weeding in the aisles. So I put my landscape fabric in the aisles and also I have overhead irrigation. So I could not even do the, um, putting it over my beds and putting the holes in it because with overhead irrigation, the water is not going to be able to hit the roots of the plants and I kind of need the water to get to the roots. So for me, I put it in my aisles. It works a lot better for me. I still have to weed, but I don't have to weed the aisles, which I really, really hate weeding the aisles. And to answer the last part of this question, does it decrease the worm activity? In most cases it doesn't, but I have seen in some cases where it does, especially with plastic culture because plastic culture is the same thing like landscape fabric. If that drip tape is not good, the um, it will cause mold under the soil and it'll just lead to a bunch of problems. And most time worms or other microbes don't wanna go up under there because there's a ton of diseases there. So it does have an effect, but sometimes it really doesn't matter. But I would make sure that, hey, if you're gonna use the landscape fabric or plastic culture, Make sure you're applying it down on the ground correctly and make sure that everything is working a-okay so that you don't have to worry about any type of diseases or anything like that in the future. Okay, next question. How to fight against vine boar moths? They're pesky little bugs, especially if you're growing cucumbers and squash and zucchinis. They just bore into the plants and they kill it from the inside out. The best natural organic method to deal with vine borer moths is one, kill them when you see them, and two, make sure you have really, really good crop rotation. So crop rotation is basically not planting the same crop in the same area back to back. You need to move it from different spots. And the reason for that is vine borer moths will leave their eggs in the ground. And when winter comes, they will go dormant. And then when spring hits, they will hatch and they will attack the squash that you put right back in the same area that you put that squash before. So plant the squash in a different area so that they don't attack it right off the bat and make sure you plant it kind of earlier before the bug festival comes to your area so that you can get some production going. Um, now you are gonna have to succession and you are gonna have to deal with bugs sooner or later. There's no real fighting bugs unless you're gonna use like pesticides and I really don't want you to do that. So if you wanna be super organic and natural, just make sure you have a really good crop rotation Make sure that you don't plant all of these. Um, make sure you don't plant a bunch of squash in the same area. Like if you have zucchini, squash, and cucumbers, pick different spots to plant them all at so that they're all spread out so that they're that, so that they're not all together and that the bugs can just attack them all at once. But hopefully that answered your questions. Thank you guys for listening to the show. Hit that subscribe and like button. You can find me this Saturday at the Marigold Farmer's Market in Winterville, Georgia from 10 to 2. 
Thank again for listening to the show. I really hope I answered all you guys' questions. And I guess that's it. Cozy's out.